Welcome back to Fuse. We've been going through a series of how does God speak to us, and I have the privilege to deliver our last teaching over it, which is going to be a blessing, but I really need y'all's full attention for this, because this is going to be full of detail. This is going to be full of, I need you to listen to it, because this is fully going to prepare you for the rest of your lives. I'm going to tell you that right now. If you hear what I'm going to say tonight, you are prepared for what's to come when you're in middle school going to high school, when you're high school going to college, when you're in college going to an adult. I'm in college going to an adult. I'm not even ready for that yet, but this is what could help you. So if you will, real quick, I want us to bow our heads and we're going to jump straight into it. Dear Lord, I want to thank you for today. I want to thank you for the chance for us to meet together today. God, I pray for just confidence while speaking. God, I also pray for these students that they set their pride aside, they don't distract their neighbors, that they truly just listen up and hear what you have to hear. And God, I pray that you speak through me. God, I pray that you are able to just get into each and every one of these students' hearts to show them the importance of discerning your voice from Satan's voice, from discerning Jesus from the devil. God, thank you for loving us and thank you for sending your one only son. And thank you for just letting us have this time infused together. In your heavenly name, we all pray, amen. Men. So, yes, I said the devil in a prayer, okay? I know this is going to be a lot of fun. We're literally going over the question of how do we discern God's voice from the devil's voice? How do we discern Jesus from Satan on who's talking to us? Who, raise your hand real quick if you're just scared of that topic overall. Okay, I'm okay with that. I'm excited. Awesome. Well, first things first, I want to just announce right now to each and every one of you there are different kind of people in this room that I'm going to be trying to reach out to. There are three different kind of people that I figure are in this room. If you don't fit in that, it's okay. You're still being attacked and being shown this because that's what we're going to be trying to do today. The first person is the person who knows the word, who understands that the word matters and follows God's voice. He hears God's voice. She hears God's voice and is pursuing that voice. Second person is the person who's read the Bible a little bit, understood what God's voice sounds like, but still chooses to follow Satan's voice and what your sexual or inner sin desires come at. And then we have our third person who doesn't really know the word, hasn't really had the opportunity or doesn't know how to read the word and doesn't really pray or get the chance to talk to God because they've never learned. Today, we're gonna have the opportunity to attack all three. If you're not in that all three, that's okay. This is still for you. Please do not think this isn't for you because this is for everybody. Just to remind you, Mark has gone over this twice. That must mean it's important because we're about to go through it the third time, all right? These are ways to hear from God, am I correct? Yes? What was the most important way? What's the lens we're looking through? The word of God. Oh my goodness gracious. Has that been said three times to you? Does that mean it's important? Oh my goodness, I love it. So one thing I learned in your age as a leader, as a student, my student minister always said, a leader takes notes. So what I'm gonna ask all of you to do today, I usually never ask this. Pull out your phone, pull out a journal, whatever you can take notes on, I need you to be taking notes today. So you can look back at this and refer to it when you need to. So first things first, when you pull out whatever you're gonna pull out to take notes, write down, how do you discern God's voice from Satan's voice? And the first answer is going to be through the word of God. I'm gonna start us out with a verse and we're gonna finish with the same verse. It's gonna be fun, it's gonna be amazing, and it's found 
in John 10, verse 26, and it says this. This is Jesus talking. He says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Jesus says three incredible, wonderful things that we're going to get into before we even dive in to this whole subject. The first thing he says is, my sheep hear my voice. What does that mean? He speaks to us. Who are his sheep? His followers, the people who are Christians. At that time, his disciples. He is our shepherd, and we shall not want. We should wonder into those pastures with him as our shepherd. He is our shepherd, and we are his sheep, and we hear his voice. When you read the word, you actually hear his voice. You read what he's saying. This is all God-breathed. Right here is your answer to every question we have of how can I hear from God? It's easy, the Bible, okay? I know it doesn't seem easy, but you literally have his words right here for you. His words right here. And we're gonna jump into that in a second because we're gonna be everywhere in the Bible. You better be excited. You better be pumped. But yes, that is the verse we're gonna go over. That was the first part. The second part, I know them. He's talking about his sheep. He's talking about his followers. He's saying, I know them. This past semester, all we talked about in Fuse, we always mentioned he knows who you are. He knows who each and every one of you are. Before you were born, he knew who you were. When he was dying on the cross, he was thinking of your sins. He was dying for you. He knows who you are. Even if you don't feel known by him, I guarantee he knows every little thing about you. Not the little thing that you want to put on for your student ministry or for your school or your friends on the team or in band. Not that little thing. Your true self. Your true self. What's in your heart. What you're actually thinking. What you're actually feeling. He knows you for who you are. So we just went over. He talks to his sheep, his followers, us. Christians, he knows who we are. Oh my goodness. And the final part is, and they follow me. And they follow me. As sheep, we're all sheep. Guess what? We are all sheep. We have the choice to wander off or stay with our shepherd who will constantly guide us in the right way. Constantly guide us in the right way. And hearing his voice is the most important part because we get to follow that voice wherever we go. I will tell you from experience, when you ignore the voice, he'll make it known that you're being wrong, that you're doing it wrong. I remember growing up, I ignored God's voice so much that it took a pandemic to tell me, oh my goodness, turn around, change it, fix your life. You're doing this all wrong. I see it happening to so many different people. My little sister's messing with ignoring God's voice and she's having her own punishments for it. Our choice is to follow God's voice. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. So here we go. This is the reason I want you to have your phones or notes, whatever it is, out. I'm going to give you six ways to know God's voice. Six ways to determine, is this God's voice? Is it Satan's voice? Is it my own voice? But before we even do that, we need to get in the character of who's Satan? Who is Satan? Who is this guy that we're trying to get away from? Who's this guy that we literally do not like? I know, I don't like the guy. I, I, I hope you guys don't either. But here we go. We're gonna be in John a lot, so be excited. It's one of my favorite books of the Bible. But in John 8, this is Jesus talking to people following the devil, following the devil's calling, sinning constantly. In John 8, it says this. You are of your father, the devil, and you wanna carry out your father's desires. This is, this is, Je I mean, this is the devil's character. Here we go. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth 
because there's no truth in him. When he tells a lie, he speaks from his own nature because he is a liar and the father of all lies. Let me say that one more time. Because he is a liar and the father of all lies. We're about to jump into these six reasons, but you need to know that voice that's lying to you is not God. Not God at all. And I'm gonna explain that so much more in a second, but you need to hear the voice that's lying to you about who you are, the voice that's lying to you about which direction to go, that's not God. He brings sound judgment. He brings love. He brings peace into your life. The devil does the complete opposite. We're gonna go over who Jesus is real quick, just to familiarize ourselves. In John 14, it says this, Jesus told him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Let's just reflect over that right now. Way, the truth, and the life, father of all lies. Which way do we really wanna go? I really hope it's the side, the way, the truth, and the life, but we're gonna go for it, all right? So first one, our first of six, we're gonna dive into it. I'm gonna have a Bible verse to back up every point. And what I want you guys to do is with each point, you put the Bible verse underneath it. Because what does it say? We look through the word of God for our answer. We look for the word of God to see how he speaks to us. So number one, how do we discern it? Number one, God never lies. God never lies. It's as easy as that. This right here is full of truth. The world we live in today is a world full of people who think what truth is, is their own opinion. I've heard so many times that this is my truth. This is my truth. No, it's not. That's not the word truth. The truth is this. You can have an opinion and you can say, this is my opinion, but that's not the truth. The truth is solely the word. And the verse I want you guys to put down with that is Numbers 23, 19. Numbers 23, 19. And it says this. God is not a man that he, may, he might lie or a son of man, that he might change his mind. Does, God, um, does he speak and not act or promise and not fulfill? Basically, what that, say, what that is saying is God is not associated with sin. All right? Let's put that out there right now. What is sin? Does anybody know? It is easy. What is sin? Yes, sir. All right, I'll take it. Evil. Yes. He doesn't associate himself with sin. He cannot lie because he does not sin. He is not a man. He is not a person. He is God and he is glorious. He is godly. He is righteous. God cannot sin and will never lie to you. So first point, God will never lie to you. You need to know that in your head. Let me tell you something. Everybody look at me. That voice that's in your head telling you you're not enough, that voice that's in your head telling you you're not smart enough, that voice in your head that's, not telling, you, that's telling you you're not tall enough, short enough, whatever it is, that's not God talking to you. That truly is not. We just sang a song about what God thinks of us. He thinks of us as his workmanship. It literally says in Ephesians 10, I am 310, you are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good things. What does that even mean? You're created in Christ Jesus. You are in his own image. He does not think of you in a wrong way. So whatever that lie is that's being told to you is not God that is the devil. First point, easy money. God will never lie to you, Numbers 23, 19. Next point, number two, get ready to write this down. God will never tempt you with sin. God will never tempt you with sin. You see, there's a difference between tempt and test. 
You see, if you hear the story of Job, everybody thinks, goodness, God put Job through so much, right? God put Job through all this, but what you really see is God gave permission to Satan to tempt Job, but God decided to test Job in his faith, in his walk, in his love. It says in James, yes, James 1.13, I want you guys to write that one down for me. James 1.13, while I flip to it. Sorry, guys, I'm everywhere today. All right, James 1.13 says this. No one going under a trial should say I'm being tempted by God because God is not tempted by evil, evil and he himself does not tempt anyone. There's no way God can tempt you because he's also not associated with sin. So that temptation to go hang out with the wrong people, that temptation to go, I'm gonna just be deliberate, smoke weed, um, do the wrong thing, take steroids, play sports, whatever it is, that's not God. God will not tempt you. He will test you in your walk. I will not tell you, you will not go through trials because you will as a Christian. Guess what? You are Satan's number one attack victim. He's not going for the people who do not follow God. They're already on the right path for him. The people who follow God, he's going to go after and he's going to try to change their lives, flip it upside down and make us blame God for it. But you need to remember, God does not tempt you. So what's that voice in your head that's tempting you? That is not God. God is holy and God is loving and he will not tempt you, but he will test you. So easy as that, boom. God will not tempt you, but he will test you. I love saying that because a lot of people say, God's tempting me in this. He's not. He truly isn't. And I could be corrected if I'm wrong. Um, Mark, please, if I am, just say, get out of here, Eli. But we're going to keep on going. Point number three, be ready for this. I need you all to write this one down. God's voice will never bring you confusion. God's voice will never bring you confusion. But wait, Eli, why are we even going over this question? Why are we confused about, is this the devil? Is this God talking to us? Why are we even talking about that if his voice doesn't even bring us confusion? If you truly know God, you know his voice. I'm gonna be as straight up as I can with that. If you truly know God, you know his voice. If you're truly reading, you're, the Bible, the thing he gave you, by the way, his letter to you, if you're truly reading this and if you're truly praying to him, you know the difference. You know, because you put your full trust and your life in his hands. So our verse behind this one is going to be 1 Corinthians 14.33. And it says this, since God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. You see, God will not bring you confusion. You can be confused. I know I'm the person who wants to know everything. And let me tell you right now, you will never know everything about God. You can get up to heaven. You can ask all the questions. He'll bring you that knowledge. But right here, right now, you will never know everything about God. You can look at Mr. Mark. He doesn't know everything about God. He knows a whole bunch but he does not know everything about God. There's a guy named John Piper. I love him. If you don't know him, oh, please go listen to him if you're ready to be amazed, okay? He's a preacher. He's awesome at what he does. I think he's one of the smartest preachers in the world right now. He doesn't know everything about God. We will never know everything about God, but we have the ability to trust that he knows everything and that he knows the path for us. God's voice will never bring you confusion. All right, here we go. We're just going to keep on going. Point number four, God's voice will never 
tear you down. Let me say that again. God's voice will never tear you down. I actually mentioned this to Mr. Ron today while we were just sitting and talking for a second. And he came up with this really cool illustration just like with a snap of a finger. I loved it so much. Imagine you're in a room and it's just dark, okay? And the thing that makes it dark is the voices in your head telling you you're not enough. Telling you, you truly can't do this. Telling you, oh my goodness, you're a disappointment to your family or anything. Like I'm going crazy with you guys saying this. But imagine you're sitting in that room and all of a sudden a bright light comes through and you hear, I love you. Another light comes and it says, I believe in you. Another light comes and says, I died for you. Another light, and it's all these things that God's telling you, and it's all in here, but you're choosing to sit in the darkness, not hearing what he's trying to say. Don't sit in the darkness. It's gloomy. It's lonely. There's no point to be in the darkness if you have the opportunity to be in the fellowship and knowledge and love of Christ. There's no point of darkness if you could have all the light. We're called to be the light of the world, but if we're willing to sit in the darkness, we're not being our own lights. So I, I'm, I know I'm getting a little bit out there, but I'm just, I'm really feeling it. I need you guys to hear this. Don't sit in the darkness. It's your choice. We talked about moods like two months ago, about the 90 seconds you have. Yes, take those 90 seconds, sit down, think about what you're feeling. But oh my goodness, don't dwell in it. Know that Jesus has you. My feelings get hurt so often. So often, and it messes with me, especially when I don't get a good grade on a test, especially when I don't get a good grade on a certain assignment. But I don't want to sit in that darkness because when you're in the darkness, it is so hard to shine. You have the opportunity as Christians in Siena, Texas, to come to a church that your pastor, that your leaders, that everybody here gets to show you what being on fire for Christ is like. I absolutely love Malcolm Marshall. I actually knew him when I was four. He was my Sunday school teacher. I don't know if you know this. He was my Sunday school teacher when I was four years old. He worked with my grandma. It was really cool. But I grew up with Pastor Malcolm, and I knew how crazy the guy was, but crazy for Christ. And I need you guys to know, we are not called to sit in the darkness. We're called to stand and walk in the light. So we're going to keep on going with this. I'm loving this. So God's voice will never tear you down. I want to give you guys a verse to go with that. I am talking a lot, but I think I should be. So the point of God's voice will never tear you down is this point of what Satan is saying to you. And it's found in John 10, 10, all right? We all probably know the verse. And it's a thief comes to only steal, kill, and destroy. I, however, have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. So Jesus is saying, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Everybody listen to me. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You're going to let that happen when you have the option of life in abundance from Christ. I, it just really just hits me. I asked this question. I, I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to. I asked this question a few weeks back to my girlfriend, Allie, and we debated over if we were able to live in the Bible for two days, what two days would we live? We weren't allowed to do anything. We'd just be able to sit down and see what happens. And I decided that I'd want to live in the time where Jesus was in the garden. 
Because you see, when Jesus is in the garden, it's three chapters of John. Go read it if you have the time. You do have the time, by the way. Go read it. And it's all about Jesus praying for you, praying for himself, and praying for his future followers and disciples. And it is so full of love and joy that the life and abundance that he's talking about here is so real because he knows in like four hours, he's about to die for you, but he's still saying, I love them, God. Protect them. Give them someone. Give them someone. Guess who you have in your heart if you're a Christian? The Holy Spirit. Who gave us that? Jesus, who gave us the life and abundance. <sighs> Gonna keep on going. I'm loving this. All right. Oh, I love this. Point number five. Write this down. God's voice will never contradict scripture. God's voice will never contradict scripture. Gosh, that, that's exciting just to hear by itself. God's voice will never contradict scripture. One of my favorite stories, we're not gonna have it up on the screen, but my favorite one of my favorite stories from the Bible is when Jesus is in the desert with the devil, okay? Those 40 days of temptation in the desert and the devil is prying at Jesus constantly, literally using the word out of context, by the way, using the word completely out of context. And all Jesus had to do was hit him back with the word. Hit him back with the word. I, one of my favorite parts of it is the ending where Satan is standing on the ledge with Jesus and he's saying to Jesus, if you really are God, jump and let your angels catch you. And all Jesus had to say was he just turned around and said, do not test the Lord your God. Let me say that again. Do not test the Lord your God. The best part of Jesus, the best example of that story that he shows us is he was in so much temptation. He was in so much of a time that he just wanted to stand up for himself. All he had to do was use this to fight back. All the battles that you have, guess what? You're given a gosh darn sword to fight with. Not only this is a love letter to you, this is a sword you get to battle with. You're up against so much as teenagers right now. I know it. I, I was a teenager two years ago. You're up against so much right now, but guess what? You are so equipped with this, with leaders around you helping you in it, that you are set to win if you walk the right way. If you follow the right voice, it's going to be hard if you follow the right voice. It's going to be hard if you follow the wrong voice, but you're guaranteed success on one side and you're guaranteed hell on the other to be deliberate with you. You will be guaranteed hell if you follow Satan, but you are in guaranteed victory if you follow Christ because you know what your future beholds. We're going to go to point number six. This is, oh, I just hit the mic. I'm so sorry, Joel. Um, <laughs> I had an itch, but... Six point, final point, I need you all to write this down for me, okay? God will never change. In a world full of change right now, all you have is one thing that stays the same. And that is Christ, that is God, and he will never change. You see, since the day started, since we became alive, okay, Adam and Eve, you want to know one of the best things about that is? Since the day came, he loved you. He had a plan for you, and he will never change that plan that he has for you because he wants you. Each and every one of you, he wants you. 
And I've, I've given you six clear ways to discern whose voice is talking to you, but really, none of these are gonna work if you don't choose to pursue the right voice. I could tell you all these things and you could decide to hear God's voice and be like, yeet, I'm going the other way. I could tell you none of that's gonna help you. But as a Christian, if you choose to follow Christ in all that you do, this will help you discern your decision making. This will help you discern what to do. This will help you discern your relationships. We're gonna touch that base on that for the next month. Super excited for that, by the way, Mark. But this is what sets you up for success and the other one sets you up for failure. I urge you, please listen. This is what you need. You need this. Root your lives in scripture, y'all. You're making so many hard decisions right now, especially high schoolers, by the way. Your grades matter, remember that. But you're making so many decisions in your life that guess what? Determine the rest of your life. You don't want to mess it up. And this is what you need to be rooted in in those decisions. So I ask you guys, I'm not going to ask you to answer it to me right now. I want you to answer to yourself, whose voice do you actually want to follow? Whose voice do you truly want to listen to? Whose voice are you pursuing for Pete's sake? Are you pursuing your desires or are you pursuing Christ? Because half the time, your desires are full of sin. I hate breaking it to you, but as a teenager, half the time your desires are full of sin and it is your choice to go away from that sin or go towards God. Wait, same thing. But you know what I'm trying to say. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pray for us and Mark's gonna come up on stage because he has something to give to you guys for your parents later. But before I do, I need y'all to hear me. This is not a time to sit back, relax, and let this be another thing to hear. This, isn't, this is a time to act. It's your choice today. Do you want to follow God's voice or do you want to follow your own voice? Do you want to follow the sinful desires of your life? One's going to bring you to success. One's going to bring you to failure. Let's pray. Dear God, I want to thank you for today. I want to thank you for the chance for us to meet up today. God, I pray that truly this time has been a time that the students got to hear your voice and decide to follow your voice. Um, God, it's easier to follow our own desires and it's easier to follow our own wants. But God, I pray that our students truly desire you and truly strive for a relationship and knowledge and wonder of you. In your heavenly name we all pray, amen.